When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Unlearned, a self-rising production. I'm Jamie. And I'm CA. And we are your hosts. This is a podcast all about deconstructing who we are and exploring who we are becoming. End of the year. We're doing it. We did it. We made it. Do it to it. We did it. We did it. We did it. Congratulations, us. All right, we're here. We are baddies, <laughs> certified. Here's water bottles. Here. Water bottle, cheers. Ready? Your, your 75-gallon tub. Chaz, oh my gosh, look at the sticker, though. This is this is a Can new edition. Tell them how large, tell them how large it is. It's a half gallon. It's a half gallon. It's like the size of my bicep. It's a 75-gallon The size of like my, of the top half of my arm. Um, it is, it's got this cool sticker on it. This is a brand new edition. It looks, it's got like, it's like the Grim Reaper holding, listen, it's like a Grim Reaper holding an opossum, right? But wait, it says, what do we say to the God of death? False alarm. (laughs) I This was shout out, shout out to Kim, our, our dear, dear beloved friend, other, another therapist, Bessie. She, um, gave this to me the sticker for Christmas and it went slap it slap the bottle straight onto the bottle straight on slap it a bottle <laughs> I almost got you to spit your water out there we go. all over um, my computer that would have been great yeah. <sighs> well you guys know that when I went to Costa Rica I literally smashed my computer so this whole time I've been like recording on like a smash screen where like CA is like glitched out <laughs> oh my gosh the glamour life the glamour life that i am send um, us money we're poor join our <laughs> join our coffee themed club join our coffee friend by the way see i went over thinking that was the, i did I'm telling them tell them tell them what's see, wrong with me see i thought the entire time we had a typo and it was supposed to be coffee friend and i'm like what the hell? who puts because doesn't that also make sense that like you're my coffee friend because you sent me money for no, coffee? I don't know. So I don't know things. I get it. It does make sense. <laughs> no, it does make sense because if you were my coffee friend and you bought me coffee, I'd be like, oh, you're a coffee friend. But like, I don't know. It kind of seems coffee a little, like... fiend also makes sense. Okay, it also okay. does. Thank you. But so she she went the whole time thinking we had a typo in every single note that said coffee fiend and i was like no we purposefully put it as coffee fiend like you're obsessed with coffee and like you're gonna support through a cup of coffee anyways thanks so yes yes um, (laughs) we've come a long way let's just say yes here's what i'll say we are doing this podcast out of a labor of love. That is very true. We do have pretty decent stats. We are not monetized though. So if you do want to support us, that actually would be really great. That would be really, really great. 
<laughs> you can always send us something. Um, but truly, the best way to really help us get to the point of monetization or get to the point where we're actually able to not, you know, lose money um, is really like reviewing us and like sharing the podcast because the more the podcast gets shared and like taken seriously by other people the more it's closer to like building a lot more momentum and we do have a lot of momentum let's say that we are going to review some stats for you guys because this is our end of the year episode uh and so we do we have great momentum uh unfortunately in the world of podcasting you have to have a a lot a lot of momentum in order to get to the point of like yeah, this podcast is is moving very very fast. Yeah. Um. So while we are doing grand, we absolutely are looking forward to twenty twenty three and all the ways this podcast is going to grow. So ways that you can help, of course, you can join Patreon. Um, you can also just be sure to review us. Also on. Apple, I know some people aren't listening on Apple, but on Apple, what really does help is they give you the option to write the review. And on Spotify, you just like rate the review, which is, we will take either. But I noticed that the last time our podcast got rated on Apple with words was like September. So I think sometimes when people see it with a long delay, they think that the podcast isn't being listened to, which we know it's being listened to because we see the stats. So if anyone listens on Apple, we're going to go ahead and encourage you to consider writing a word review, like a, a review, even if it's like a sentence or two. Uh, that really helps people take the podcast very seriously and see if it's worth their while to just take a listen. So with that being said, we're going to start with some stats. Stats. Let's do this. Okay. So Let's our first episode ever of the Unlearned Podcast was released was published on april 25th of this year so i thought it was earlier than that Which, it must have been because we were brainstorming sooner than that and we obviously had recorded that episode you know was. prior to that so like in my mind we've been doing this since march but really it was like late april when it actually landed into the ear holes of people right because we didn't release the first episode i think until we had four yeah recorded that makes I think sense it was four re- in so we really started some of this like massive conceptualization around february we got going in march recorded a bunch in march then started finalizing all the music and all of the other stuff and then we finally got that release date yeah um so yeah there was a couple months follow-up so in our brain we're about to turn a year old yeah (laughs) but for you guys that was like late april which is really cool so that was something that we just thought that was fun to note uh, and then we are actually going on our Spotify raft right now. Oh, um, yeah. We go through Anchor and Anchor is through Spotify. So Spotify does a really cool thing for podcasters and they tell us all these cool stats about the podcast um, and what happened this year with the listeners and some of the cool things about it. So that's what we were planning on doing. That's what we meant by stats. We're going to go through that. We're going to go back and forth a little bit. So Yeah, let's do it. Let's jump in. So what is Spotify wrapped telling us? What how did we do this year? Yeah, so it says that we created 1603 minutes of new content. 1603 minutes. What is that divided by So we almost recorded 20 probably with this episode it'll be 27 hours, so a full day. 
a full day yeah, man. of recording, um, which is a lot. It says it, it says ninety six percent more than other creators in our category. So that's oh, nice. significant amount of content for y'all. Yeah, we're gonna try to go through the stats that you guys think are cool. <laughs> we're like, what are the ones they're really gonna care the, about? What we mean is, y'all talk a lot. That's what you're trying to tell us. Yes, we know. Yeah, we talk a lot. So some of these are like given because I think it's really funny. Our top, <laughs> our most listened to episode. Can anybody guess what it is? <laughs> it's kind of logic. Actually, you guys want to know what? I'm I'm more curious about what this is going to look like next year because True. it's so obvious when a podcast gets going that it's going to be like the first couple episodes. But of course, for 2022, our first our top listen to episode is our first episode, which makes sense, which is self-consent during trauma healing. And CA and I have told you this through every, almost, almost every single episode. We talked about why we chose consent in our trauma healing in the first episode. Like, why did we choose that as the first episode? And like, we've told you a million times, yep. but it had to be. It's it had so to be the foundation cool. of the entire podcast because borderline to the point of like, we don't even want our listeners feeling like they have to be compelled against their will to listen to our content if it's upsetting them or taking them places that they're not ready to go yet. Like truly, like from the get go of any healing process, like it needs to be coming from a place of security and safety inside yourself that you are choosing to do this work. Because what we don't need is the work to traumatize you further. So, Right, right. And that's kind of one of those like checking points that, you know, would be useful for anyone who's doing therapy or doing some of the self-growth podcasts or talking to friends. And like at some point, sometimes this work gets incredibly hard and we want to force ourselves. We want to be like, yeah, we can just like, it's fine. That's going to be a really, really hard thing to hear, but like I'm going to do it anyways. And it's like, hmm. That's what we're trying to develop is that moderation, that that type of voice inside of us saying, like, I might not be ready. I'm going to respect myself to walk tenderly through this experience and, you know, take breaks when I need to or ask for time for processing. Like, those are all steps and stages of your healing. And this is why we led with that. So I really, first of all, I know it's number one because everyone starts with number one. But to be fair, we I I do take a lot of pride that we started with that episode because it is one of the pinnacle statements that we stand on when it comes to like doing a lot of this work. It's so important. And then what else do you got? We have, I think I have people pleasing. Yeah. Right? Our next that most listened to episode after that was people pleasing. So, right. So that in theory which is one, two, and also, does, also, <laughs> so it's like, also doesn't overly surprise me. It's definitely, right. I feel like a topic that so many people deal with <laughs> on a variety of levels. And so it makes sense that that would be like catching a lot of people and getting shared. I, I, I would imagine that's probably True. why that one got listened to a lot because people are probably like, whoa, yeah, this is worth sharing well, with a friend. Also, yeah, also, so let me clarify, part one and part two is number one and number two. Let me just say that. But in theory, it's one episode, but it's okay. It was one uh, episode. Part one, part two. We actually yeah, recorded it, it all in we one go. We just had to break it up. We had, it to so do, long. we had to separate it. Yeah. So then it was one, two, and then the top third or the three is people pleasing. So 
one of the things I really thought about was our demographics. So for funsies, you'll, you'll, we can read the demographic of the podcast, but it is primarily the millennial demographic. Um, there is, I, I mean, I'm very happy that we have some Gen Z and then we have some of like Gen X and some of the, the boomer generation, which is great. And I think that's phenomenal. But I was looking at like the stats and it is really interesting that I think number three is people pleasing because I realized how much of a generation we were developed to kind of people please so as to not disrupt the narrative, right? Like let's not get, let's not be, and I'm, I'm talking culturally, right? So sure. like, if you think of why, why did Gen Zers get the, cause we love Gen Z, but why do they get a rap that they are like unapologetic in a good way? Like I'm not going to make excuses for why I'm not gonna, I don't know buy from that, you know, designer or something. Like, I'm not going to make excuses. I'm just going to not do it. And I'm going to be all unapologetic, right? But like, I I do think there is a generational shift that was happening with the millennials where they were like, I might do that, but I'm going to do it quietly. And I don't want to make anyone mad. And I like, kind of just want to like, I just want to make everybody happy. And like, I don't want my parents to get angry. And I don't want to like mess with like the dynamic with my siblings. And like, there's a lot of that, like, feeling of, I want to be true to myself, but I also don't want to disrupt the narrative. I don't want to disrupt the whatever, right? It's the whole difference between are you a peacemaker or peacekeeper? And like the whole peacekeeping is many times out of trauma. And like, you got to make sure everyone's not disrupted, right? So I think that's pretty interesting because I think the stats actually relate really well with that episode, right? Because if you think about how many people in our listening group may have lived the experience of being a people pleaser or in this current moment is actively trying to understand what it means to not right. show up to life in that experience. Exactly. Right. Yeah. For so sure. that's pretty cool. You got to do the travel stuff. Are you on the travel stuff? Uh, yeah. So this was so great. This you one, love this. You this one, like, this one, when I read this, I like actually had like a weird, like my brain was like, what? Um, okay. So it says that our, our podcast has been listened to in 56 different countries it gave us our top five which are you know the you know four english-speaking countries the u.s canada australia the uk and then our fifth one being germany but the fact that it's been listened to in 56 different countries my brain was like ca your voice is existing in 56 different countries on this planet right now and like i don't know why that's just so weird to me it makes me feel like I'm like, I'm like out there. I like exist in the ether. My, my? Is that my voice? Is that my voice? <laughs> Shout out to the Emperor's no. New Groove, most underrated no, no, Disney no. movie of all time. Best um, movie ever. So yeah, that is really cool to me. It's a little freaky, but it also really, really cool. Yeah, it is very cool. It is very cool. Um, all right. So some of this stuff you may or may not like care about. So we're going to skip some of the stats. So what's kind of cool is, and this is the thing you guys have to remember when we are trying to talk about global statistics, this is tricky, right? Because when you think about podcasts, you think, oh yeah, like everyone's listening to podcasts. And you know, it's kind of when you hear like top 1%, top 001%, top 5%. So in the world of podcasting, it's kind of a collective knowledge that if you're anywhere 
in the 10 or above group, that means the podcast is like doing fairly well, right? It means that you're doing like a pretty decent job. So the stat that we got is that our podcast was in the top five most shared globally, which is really great, right? That's a pretty decent stat, meaning that like it was actually building momentum. It was actually moving across, you know, demographics and moving across different areas. So, um, yeah, I mean, this podcast for eight months, that's like really cool yes, that we got in the top 5% for only existing for eight months. Like that's really And cool. like a bunch of people directly shared the link. A bunch of people were texting their friends. So we get to see some of that stuff. Yeah. That's, um, that was cool. I liked seeing that. That made me happy. So keep sharing guys. Cause that is definitely how our podcast gets out and about and more momentum and helping people like that's that's the real thing right is to just actually be and then in the same demographic with the top five we are considered top five most followed podcasts which is also very great right that's very good so we probably are not going to need to break down the demographic but like I said the majority of you guys (laughs) <laughs> the majority of you guys are in the like millennial demographic. And if you are not and you're listening to this, do not think that you are, you know, the outcast. If anything, I think you are a thought leader. Um, if you are someone that is someone who was raised by generations that no one talked about therapy, nobody talked about trauma. To me, I, I'm i being serious. Like that to me is powerful. Like if you're in a demographic where Nobody took medication. Nobody talked about therapy. Nothing happened in regards to mental health. That is, you're you're moving some mountains. You know, you're moving places in your life that didn't give you any foundation, right? So, just just wanted a shout out to some of the people that might be like, I'm not a millennial, right? But it's it it's powerful, right? It's powerful to be that type of person that you know, no one surrounds me with this knowledge, but I'm doing it myself, right? So. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think unless you have any other stat, I think we're done on the stats. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I want to say that's we just want to thank you because that was fun. We were like, let's go through that because it'd be fun for them to hear some of this stuff. And yeah, we almost are top. We are almost a five five uh, rated podcast. We are 4.9, which is great. It is good. (laughs) We do not. We do not have to be perfection. <laughs> that's exactly right. Our, our The part of our brain that's like, why isn't it five? Um, that's okay, though, because that is not what But we don't necessary. have to be. You we, really don't. We actually we really we need that. Not. We need that point one that humbles us. All right. So what we were going to do for the rest of the episode is we are going to share with you guys some of our favorites, some of our favorite moments. At the end of the podcast, you're going to get to listen to some of those moments. Uh, you'll get to listen to some of our hand-picked yeah. Um, moments of this year that we really, really resonated with either personally or as someone who's leading people to kind of a greater knowledge through this work. So uh, we are going to take a moment. We're going to share um, some favorite episodes. I might share a few moments together that me and CA shared because I don't think you guys know this. Obviously, we've been friends for decades, but I think the podcast also has given us an opportunity to like dig not only deeper personally, but also connect interpersonally with our friendship in a new way, which is really powerful. Um, 
because that to me is the power of human connection, right? Like creating intention, creating safety. We talk about this all the time, creating safety, creating community, creating environment. So keep that in mind. Uh, So we are just going to share some of our favorites. Do you want to lead us off, CA? Okay. So one of my favorite episodes was one of our earliest ones, episode three, It's Not All or Nothing. I really loved that one because I felt that that was another one of our foundational topics, which y'all have heard us harp on so hard at this point that we literally call it like the subtitle of our podcast. We are the all or nothing. We are the, we are the, you know, it's both and we are the both. both We are the both and podcast because this is another one of those topics that like quite literally is one of the first things that our brains have to be able to start moving into becoming our default setting is that we are able to approach topics with a both and mentality in order to do the most meaningful and like impactful and long lasting type of work that we want to do in healing ourselves, healing our interpersonal relationships. You need to be able to hold space for both and, and even multiple, even, even more than just two, you know, views of something in, in many cases. So I also take a lot of pride in the fact that we hit that topic early on to make sure that that was like in everybody's minds. So if that's one that you, for some reason happened to skip, I would highly, highly encourage you to go back and do not miss that one and go ahead and share that one as well. Cause I think a lot of people would benefit from hearing an in-depth discussion about that topic. Right, right. I mean, there's a couple. We're probably going to go back and forth. Obviously, like, I mean, some of the top played, I get it, like we just said about people-pleasing. I wanted to briefly touch that, like, the religious trauma series meant a lot to us. So even though we might not, like, break it down whether or not it's going to hit our top three, like, it's it was a moment of, like, a lot of vulnerability for us to share that. Um, I know everyone on this podcast that's listening doesn't necessarily have religious trauma. So some people rightfully might be like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to like, I'm just going to move to the next, you know, after that series, which is totally fine. And we welcome you guys to do that. Um, But for those that do have religious trauma, I think that was really meaningful uh, to us, but also like meaningful to get it out there in the world. Because sadly, the thing that we keep coming across is that people aren't really talking about this in a way that can create any kind of momentum within themselves. So I hear a lot of people that are like, how do I like, I'm dealing with religious trauma. I'm dealing with like some spiritual fallout or deconstruction work or whatever. So like, what do I do? And obviously we encourage people to go to therapy and we encourage people to find community and like find like ways to deconstruct like in person with people. Um, But like me and CA talked about with that episode, I can't even remember what part of the series it was, but like there were podcasts and books and things that we did in our early stages of deconstruction that like really did give us a room to hold that thought. Like it gave us a place to just put that thought, sit with that thought, open up dialogue about that thought. And that's what we were kind of hoping to do with the series. So it does hold a special place in my heart this year. But if we're talking about ones that really resonated with me, actually, surprisingly, I would say we just renamed this episode. You guys are going to laugh. It was called The Stages and Stuckness of Healing, but episode... 12 sorry episode 12 
we just renamed the healing stages. We wanted to be a little more direct, but the reason I think I like that so much was first of all, I use that a lot in my own work. Like I use that with myself. I use that with people that I work with. Um, it is such an, it's such a fundamental part of understanding when we feel like we can't get better or when we're in a part of healing that we're like, you know what, this isn't worth it or we're just broken. And so the reason why we originally named it Stages and Stuckness is because part of that episode is we do talk about being stuck or feeling stuck, I should say in the healing process and where you feel stuck is sometimes so I don't want to say it's more important but it's so informative like informative exactly it's so informative for where your brain needs to create some skills around and so there's such a temptation right after we're exhausted and like we've spent a long time with our trauma brain and whatever and we're like you know what I'm just stuck. And I guess this is what it's like. And I'll just stay here forever. Right. So I think what's so cool about episode 12 is that we do walk you through, you know, what it looks like. And we put words to the to the stages. And I mean, that wasn't from a book, guys. Like, that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't cred anyone is because it might be in my book but like cred yourself um, no but it might but I'm saying it's not something we read out of like a book it's something that like was created and like CA and me talked about this and like obviously she added a lot of like her insight to the stages but this was something like I conceptualized and wanted you guys to actually have as like a big building block so that meant a lot to me but it also is such a critical part of healing So obviously, like CA said, when we share this, we're like, if you haven't heard that one, and like, we're going to say this about really any of them, but like (laughs) that one, that one really, some of these are like top in our brain, mainly because they created so much foundation that we know were critical to our stages, to our either work or our actual personal work, right? So yeah, the healing stages, really, really memorable for me. And so it made my top three. I love that one. Um, I'm going to jump right in with my next of my top three. Episode seven. It's called Date Yourself. I loved this episode. I loved talking about it. I loved the feedback we got for it. I felt that it came at a good time in the process of where we were at the podcast at that time. And I also feel that it's a good one to go back to any time throughout this process because this one was coming right off the heels of the episode right before it was called You Belong to Yourself. And so that one, you know, we were really talking a lot about kind of undoing some like enmeshment that we might experience in our interpersonal relationships and family systems and things like that. And so I remember right after that, we went into this topic the next week. And what I love about this is that it creates space for like joy and gentleness within yourself, which I think is so, so important when we are on a healing journey of any kind. We really want everybody to be experiencing a deep sense of self-love and cherishing and nourishing yourself. I don't know if we specifically said it in that episode, but I know we've talked about it a lot on this podcast that like you can't shame yourself into healing. And that's not what is going to 
be helpful long term. And so what I loved about that episode was kind of like this encouragement of becoming your own best friend, becoming your own lover in in a way and and just being showing up for yourself the way that you would show up for somebody that you cared deeply for and you wanted to develop a sense of trust and safety and commitment and love and fun with that person. That's kind of what that episode is about. We are showing like, hey, like if you were going to show up to this other relationship like this, I want you to just now literally turn that into a mirror and start showing up to yourself that way because you deserve that kind of love. You deserve your best and you deserve to pour into your cup with with all of that like love and tenderness and joy that you are so capable of giving to other people. And now we really want to encourage you to start doing that for yourself as well. Right, right. And that's what I think is so beautiful about like developing that baseline because I see this actually a lot when I'm doing the work with people, they'll be like trying to deprecate themselves into healing, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, that, I know we mentioned this at some point, which was like, like you piece of shit, like just get better. Like you're so stupid. Like, it's like, wait, hold on. Like if your partner talked to you like that and they were like, you stupid piece of shit, just get better. Like what do you think you're going to respond to? You're going to get defensive. You're going to get like in pain. Like you're going to really feel that. Right. So like, this is where that episode really did dive dive into the idea of like, wait, hold on. Your voice is so important to be like aware of, to be mindful of, to be noticing that like, wait, hold on. The theme I usually take here is X, Y, Z. Right. And so that episode is really challenging people to be like, what does that look like? And how are you interacting with yourself? Like truly the relationship, this is where the theme comes out, right? That you guys have heard the relationship that you're developing with yourself and in so many ways unlearning. So you may have had a specific kind of relationship with yourself for decades. And that was so harmful and it was so mean and it was so unkind. Right. And so unlearning that, but also re like reintegrating new dialogues into the brain and really interacting with yourself in a new way. Does that take time? Yes, absolutely. And at the same time, this is what this is what it looks like. It looks like holding space for some of these hard truths. Right. So absolutely. I agree. That is one of that is That's high on my list. Um, <laughs> but yes, no, I like we're, we made agreement that we're not going to do the same one. We're going to try not to double like, up, but we right. also love um, each other's choices. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say episode 17. Why don't I trust myself? Ooh. I think the reason why this This one resonated so much probably with my own personal journey because I think at the heart of some of my personal journey was a lot of like self-betrayal and where was some of that self-betrayal coming from? And people can be like, ooh, don't label it self-betrayal. Like that sounds like super negative. Like you're doing the same thing you just told yourself, Jamie, don't deprecate yourself. But truly, I think at the core of where I was perceiving, right, that relationship I had with myself, there were times where I was attempting so hard to be attuned with myself. And then I would simultaneously be showing up to my life, honestly, like completely undermining 
like what I previously was trying to establish. So if I'm like, I'm working on being more honest with myself and then I'm making choices that are not like don't have a lot of integrity or questionable or right. And so my brain was like going back and forth during a lot of my own healing. And by years later, I'm sitting here being like, wow, that really, really, really disrupted the ability for my brain to trust that when I make a decision, I'm not a chaotic, uninformed, loose cannon kind of person that doesn't make good decisions, right? And that episode, ooh, for people who are like, I, I've actually seen this meme before. They're like, you're asking me to trust myself? Like, I, I, like, I can't even make myself, like, breakfast in the morning. And it's like, no, I get it. Like, or, you know, have you seen the kind of decisions I make, right? And so what's so interesting about this, though, is when you start developing, like, consistency and showing up for yourself in a way that's not betraying the core part of you and really actually showing up with like consistency the brain goes oh wait you you do you are making decisions that are like full of integrity and they're full of like resonate they resonate who we really are and they actually connect to the core of who we are and they actually bond to our our authenticity and so the more the brain does that and the more we show up to that the more when we make a decision, yeah, there might be that trauma brain that goes, mm, but do you really make a good decision? Like, is this really the right decision? And it's that, I, I might have said this in the past, but this idea of like, which voice is echoing louder, right? Which voice starts echoing louder? And I think what we did a good job in that episode is talking about how to get that voice to get more amplified. The one that's saying, hey, wait, you you are capable of making decisions that are grounded and stabilized and reflective of your truth, right? So, well, and I think what's interesting about that topic too is that, um, because you were saying, you know, once you've developed, you're starting to develop some more consistency of showing up for yourself, you know, and trustworthy, authentic ways, what can be hard for, I know a lot of folks just starting out on this journey is, okay, well, what if I don't have that consistency yet? Then like, how, do, where do I start? Like, how do I just randomly start trusting myself when I have no reason to, I've given myself no reason to trust myself. So why would I just be able to? And so I think it has to do with that voice. It has to do with, even if you think there's quote unquote, no evidence yet, that you're capable of trusting yourself. Your voice is the evidence. The voice that's inside of you that says, I am connected to myself. I know my value. I know my values. I know my worth and I know what's best for me in this moment. And what's best for me is blank and blank. And that's literally how you start showing up and start creating the momentum and the consistency is to listen in and start believing that voice. And it's kind of like a chicken and egg thing where or like an infinity symbol thing where like it does, it begins to sort of snowball and grow into itself the more you lean into that. But yeah. It's so. about, it's about familiarity though. Like I would say like when people are like, but what does that feel like CA? And I'd say, 
get really familiar with like that weird tension that enters the brain when you're about to make a decision, right? Where you're like, okay, do I, um, I don't know, like, do I have this conversation with this person or do I not? Right. And the brain might want to impulsively, right. We talk about neurodivergency, like some of the neurodivergent people that are struggling with this, a lot of this is, I don't trust myself because I'm so impulsive. And I'm like, you guys know, like I, I have, I have raging ADHD at like some points in my life. Like I medicate now, but like I sit there and I go, man, talk about someone who had to build trust with someone who was so impulsive. Like that is something that people have noted about me. Like, Jamie, yeah, you got some impulsivity going on. I'm like, yeah, I know. And like, when I have to internalize that and I have to be like, wait, because I'm impulsive, I don't get to trust myself. Right. So what it looks like is start feeling the like integral, like the integral part of those impulsivity. So for example, if you're like, oh, and I just like just answered right away and they asked a question and I immediately answered. Right. And then your brain will be like, that doesn't, that wasn't our, like you just answered that question. And like what you just said out of your mouth wasn't actually the full story. Like, I know that's not our full story. And like, now I'm a little upset because like you just impulsively answered a question. Right. So that's what I would be talking about. Where do you get the baseline? And it's that integrated part or like the, sorry, like the D like basically like deconstruct that like response and realize that there are parts of that will say, Hey, that didn't match. We don't think you're necessarily self-sabotaging, but like there's a part of the way you responded that didn't honor your full story, right? So that's what we're asking you to pay attention. And so if I start responding really fast, now what do I do, right? Now I start realizing, oh, when I respond really fast, In order to trust myself, I need to start gaining skills around taking space, getting processing time to be more lengthened, right? So that might look like, see, I asked a question and I go, okay, I really do want to answer you. Like, cause in theory, like I could answer you right now, but like, mm, I think it's not really fair if I answer you, like even in the next hour, because I think I need to sit with it for a second. Why is that showing up? in a way for your body to trust yourself. It's because all of the sudden, that immediate response is now delayed and that gives you more information, which builds the trust, right? So when CEOs, how the hell do you build trust from nowhere? It's literally (laughs) going to start from those like little tiny familiarities of like, oh crap, here we go. There was a moment. What does that moment give me? Does it give me information that I need to gather and then move forward in, right? That's what, and so go listen to the episode because we do talk about this. <laughs> We're going to we redo about, the whole episode right now because we love this like, topic listen. so much. <laughs> I know. I was like, listen, you guys need to go listen because at that point we do talk about like yes. where, we get, the, where yes. we get the momentum. So moving on, oh, go man. to yours. All right, listen, gonna- listen, I'm not going to lie. It's the very next episode right after that. It, for me, this has got to round out my top three. I, I was looking... There's so many good ones. It's hard to pick a top three, but I, I, I would be remiss if I chose another one besides this. For me personally, this was just an absolute home run of an episode. It's called Is It Selfish to Heal? Episode number 18. And man, was this one just absolutely so... I felt that this one also like was really reflective for me and like a lot of 
really personal experiences that I have had throughout the course of my healing journey, um, especially like the past year or two, a lot of these themes came out for me. And so it, I don't know, it just felt really like resonant with my person, resonating with my personal story. So um, this one, if you haven't listened to it, it's weirdly, it doesn't have like, I mean, it's not like it has low listens, but it's, I would recommend more listens. <laughs> if you are a person that has not heard this one, um, I genuinely really strongly recommend this one. So this this one. Isn't we, this the butterfly one? Yeah. This is the one where we talked, we talked about, about the we had oh the, God, uh, right. yeah, we had the analogy of, um, you know, when, when you're healing, you s- sometimes get accused of, you know, being kind of like just super focused on yourself. And that's why we called it, is it selfish to heal, right? Like people are like, oh my gosh, like they're not showing up anymore and they're not returning my calls and they're, you know, just not the way they used to be. And so that's why we kind of use that analogy of like, yeah, when you start healing, there is a phase that you're going to go through where you're in that cocoon, baby. And it is, there's some solitude and darkness and what really happens inside of a cocoon. If you've ever seen it in real life, that thing just melts and completely disintegrates for the most part and slowly starts stitching itself back together and rebuilding a completely new version of itself. And I just think it's the most perfect analogy for what this type of healing work can look and feel like for a lot of us. And so in that episode, what I really loved is how we tackled the the concept of like how to honor your metamorphosis journey and also manage the way that that affects your interpersonal relationships. And this was the one where we talked about like, who do you actually owe explanations to? How do you um, talk to them about the ways that you've changed and grown? This How might you- be why it's low listen. Hold on. This might be why it's low listen. This is so, I remember that episode being so uncomfortable. It was because it is, but it's so good. But you know, you're right. It is so uncomfortable, but it's so good. And why? It's because that weird conversation that has to internally happen. Yeah. Of like, holy crap, I have to figure out so much stuff. And it's so <laughs> uncomfortable because everyone's going to be like, oh, tell us why you're blah, blah, blah. And you have this urge to be like trying to overshare and justify your healing. Mm-hmm. But it's so uncomfortable to be like, oh, wait, hold on. Mm-hmm. I don't owe it to you because what does that mean? It means you've like developed this massive inner core concept yeah. that like maybe you didn't previously have, which is like, shoot. Yep. Um, I'm sorry. I interrupt. I interrupted no, you. Go ahead. You're good. No, that's, that's basically where I was going with it too is, yeah, it's just, it's definitely, but that's, again, that's why we used that analogy. Metamorphosis is incredibly uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. And then um, we also touched in that episode kind of the concept of, say you've come through. And when we use these analogies, no analogy is perfect, right? And we're not saying that like, oh, healing is just one and done and you just metamorphosize one time and then you're a beautiful butterfly and everything's perfect. Like that's not 
it. Like healing is like your uh, no no pain, right, guys? Like healing no, just feels like roses it's like and daisies. Multiple and- times, this exact process is going to happen to you. You're going to metamorphosize many times. You'll melt. It's going to be many times before. Oh, so painful, feel. God. Um, but we kind of talked about like say say you've come through in one area of your life, right? So we'll we'll say it's like your uh, I don't know, like your people pleasing area like say you feel like you've really metamorphosized that and like you've come through it and you're now on the other side of the cocoon and you're totally you're showing up totally differently you're no longer really a people pleaser you you know your own voice you know your wants and needs you know how to express them you know how to you know show your boundaries etc etc so we talked about like how do you show up as that person to relationships where those folks only ever knew you as the caterpillar mm, version of yourself? Right. And now all of a Which sudden, so important. Yes. So, so important. That guys, just go listen to that episode. It is a good it's one. It's the episode that slept on. <laughs> it is. It's listening. a slept on episode. So hit it um, up. Oh my god, this is tough because like I do actually have two, but I'm not gonna. Ugh. Okay, <laughs> so dang it, I'm gonna hard. do it's a quick honor- I'm gonna do a quick honor- honorable mention. Okay, like I'll do the I'll do it, but then I have an honorable mention. Okay, okay. So um, because I know we're gonna have to end this in a little bit because we have to get to our clips, guys. We gotta get to our clips. Okay. So probably it's why do I crave chaos? And the only reason it outweighed, it it made it through to not what the honorable mention was, is why do I crave chaos to me was a reflection of the stage of healing that you get to when you become your own moderator. Think about that for a second. Okay. Which is tricky. And if you've made it this far in the podcast, you might know what I'm talking about, but there is a stage of healing where you're realizing you're not seeking outward validation all the time. You're not asking everybody else for their opinion. You're not asking everybody for like, am I right? Am I wrong? Am I pretty? Am I okay? Am I blah, blah, blah. Like you start becoming your own truth. You start understanding when the balance is off. You start understanding when there's a line that's getting crossed and you're the one holding yourself accountable. So why do I crave chaos to me was that episode that we start tapping into that part of healing, which is like there are and obviously you guys know that that religious stuff that like well someone told me it was wrong it's like okay I get it like you know chaotic things in that episode remember we talked about the true crime thing yeah and I love to bring this up to people obviously you can have this for other constructs that aren't religious and stuff but for example why that was so powerful to me was I share the story about how it was an integrated part of my personality. Me liking true crime folks was literally an integrated part. Like if anyone asked me like, what are some things you do for fun? I would literally be like, listen to podcasts and binge watch, binge listen to this and watch Dateline and like random stuff that was all true crime related. And like, not that there's anything, you guys have to understand this. I am not sitting here saying y'all who do that, I'm high and mighty now. That is not what I'm saying. I am saying that in my healing journey, my body naturally understood by, it took years, by the way, it took years that I was defining myself through, this was just a curricular activity, extracurricular activity, leisure activity. Slowly, my brain realized that what was happening in that interchange was a way for me to exercise and and like experience like a trauma experience 
without enduring the trauma, which I know maybe my brain needed to practice for a while, but it eventually didn't need to do that anymore. And I realized I was kind of craving the chaoticness that happened in my brain around that experience, right? So I was the only one that could hold me accountable. I could sit there and look at CA and be like, CA, you know how I am, girl. Like I just, that's what I do. That's like the thing I like to do. And it's just for fun. And it's not really, not that it's fun, but it's just for like my, my like chill time is just dateline. Okay. Like that's what I do. It keeps my body focused and whatever. I could sit there and make an excuse. I could sit there and make an excuse for it. But what I really did was I tapped into what was happening very deep within me which was I didn't need to practice that anymore. And my body told me that. It said, hey, when you do this, it's now actually not having us practice it anymore. It's actually kind of creating new narratives that aren't really helpful. And it's kind of screwing up some of the narratives in our head. And then I had to make a decision. I had to say, well, that's, that's what I say I do for like chill time. Like, why would I, why do I have to change that? And it's like, well, we're not, we're not telling you this to make you upset. We're telling you this because it's changing some of the ways we can conceptualize things. Like we think it's important to bring up to you. Right. So it's that level of accountability that to me is what made it on the top three leveling up to that level of like, healing and accountability and saying, hey, nobody's going to tell you to stop doing that. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say is that was what was so important about this topic. And you said it right at the beginning about this is about like self-moderation because a lot of the stuff we talk about in that episode is like externally, no one else is going to moderate these things for you. I mean, in some situations, yes, like obviously some behaviors are incredibly destructive and somebody externally might be like, hey, you're drinking a handle of vodka every night. Like, you know, like, but we're talking about things that like from the outside to some, to most people might not look or feel like chaos seeking, but inside of us, that's what's happening internally is we're like creating like tension and chaos and stress and like these like cycles that like our body is no longer like participating in for traumatic reasons in our real day-to-day life. And so like our body is still like, yeah, but where are we going to get all that cortisol and, Ad- and, and dopamine and adrenaline like, from? Like, exactly. ex- so, so we might seek it out in all these like weird random ways, but no one else is noticing that or seeing no. it for that. And so no one else can moderate these things for you, but you <laughs> like yourself. So that's, what's good about that episode is kind of right. Understanding it really that. made it. And I'll briefly mention my honorable mention, but you go, wait, did we already do three? We did. You? Yeah, that was, okay. we did. We're three <laughs> and three. <laughs> Obviously I'm, I'm, I'm zoning out. Okay. You're good. So my honorable mention, and I won't speak too much on this is the last episode of the religious trauma series i don't know if you agree with me hundred percent. I, I think i shared it okay. to my story like three times at this point just to make sure that everybody in the world knows that that episode happened because it's it, definitely honorable mention for me it almost belongs okay. in a category world. of its own almost belongs in a category of its own because it's the only feature we've ever had it's the only interview we've ever had mm. so the only interview obviously it, it means I think the reason why I put it there is because I think it a- actually tapped in that's why I kind of am glad that CA was like yes mine too um because for me personally it tapped into something that I needed for me which is a beautiful thing that I think this podcast has done for 
for me. Um, and I could possibly say for both of us, but like it, it was an episode where I was like, wow, this gave so much. And guys, I do get a lot of out of the episodes. I do get a lot. I sometimes say things and I'm like, wow, I'm learning that along with them. Like, cool. Um, but that was one of those episodes because we had an interview and Rev Carla is amazing. Go follow her at Rev Carla. Um, Carla with a K. So basically, if you guys listen to that or you're in the trauma series, the religious trauma series, and you hear it, that last episode really like it, it like nourished me. It like gave something to me that I needed in my own journey. And that is kind of what this podcast is about. And we get to kind of simultaneously experience that, but also provide that for you guys. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. That was just the most like uh, nourishing conversation that I've had in a long time. Um, and it just felt so, I don't know. It's just, it's an experience that like I hadn't had in a really long time. Like actually sitting with somebody who I felt was able to speak to my heart and my soul in a way that was compassionate and understanding and just, I don't know, wise, like wisdom. It felt like getting wisdom and it's so hard to come by like real wisdom these days. And so I think that is, I don't know, it was just so good. It made me think about when I look up the definition of inspire, right? Like, obviously, I find Rev Carla, like, so inspiring. But, like, I don't know if if, if anyone's ever looked it up. Basically, the definition or, like, the description of inspire is to give breath. Like, to literal, like, literally give breath. And it's, like, that's kind of what it felt like. It was, like, wow, like, I'm literally be I'm receiving something that's, like, directly like invigorating me right now and that was like so beautiful so to kind of end the season on that I know that a lot of people may or may not relate to it but like for the people that have related to it um it it really is one of those things where like it really really gave something to us and obviously Rev Carla was simultaneously giving that to all of you guys and all of the listeners so Yes, a beautiful moment on all sides. Um, okay, so where are we going? We are right. going to share a couple of minutes. This you guys will be, like, gonna get this will be like a best of. Like this is you're gonna just get some nice quotes, um, some of our favorite moments throughout the year. Um <laughs> it'll be like you just like put it on and it'll it'll sound like a highlight reel of CA and Jamie's reel. best quotes of the year as chosen by ourselves and (laughs) and here we go all right this first clip of mine is why don't i trust myself which is episode 17 i hope you enjoy this specific concept about your relationship with your self-trust and the relationship you have with your follow-through and the things that you want for your life That is so important to your healing. And so the way I'm going to introduce this to you guys is I'm going to introduce instead of me, Jamie, the worker, and then my supervisor, you know, Megan, it's going to be current self and future self. All right. So 
in this dynamic, it's actually going to be kind of flipped. Like the future self is going to be, you, you guys will get it. I'll explain <laughs> it in a little bit more. But basically, there are two selves that are interacting. Okay, there's the current self. And yes, we have past self that will probably rear its head at some time. <laughs> but in this situation, in this example, we have the current self and the future self that are interacting. Okay. And I'm going to walk you through this feeling, okay? So in this scenario, it's actually a future self that's proposing something to the current self. It's saying future self is the one that holds a lot of your vision, the movement for your healing, the things you want to accomplish. Future self is holding those dreams at its fingertips. It's saying like, This is something we want. This is something we envision. These are our desires. These are our hopes. These are the things we like are working towards. And then current self is the one that's where we are right now. We're all feet on the ground. We're all living life. Most of us have like demands of our day, you know, whether that's a work or family or different things like school, like all of us have in, in and out of our lives, everyday demands. So our current selves are the ones that are like actively interacting with just the chaos of the world. Like so many things are getting demanded upon us, okay? So in this scenario, the current self that has all these demands, okay, is meeting with its future self. And future self is saying, hey, um, you know, I know that you've been struggling with like, you know, getting a good night's sleep. And I know that a while back, whether that was in therapy or with friends or like you sat down with, with, you know, a framework and said, I really want to prioritize my sleep. I heard you say that, right? Future self is talking to current self. I heard you say that you really wanted to prioritize our sleep hygiene. I heard that you really wanted us to like make progress there. And I was really excited. And I was really happy that that was something that you was that you were going to prioritize. And current self looks at future self and is like, yeah, I'm totally still on that train. Like I totally am there. Like I get it. Like I know we got to work on our sleep. Like I'm, we're going to get a, we're going to do a little bit of a better job. Like we're going to do, we're going to absolutely work on that. Right. So future self's like, cool. Two thumbs up. You know, the conversation's kind of out of the mind. Okay. Well, this is where the self-trust comes in because if you are in relationship with what you want and what is currently going on, okay, Mm -hmm. which is the future and the current self, your struggle or your dissonance with actually following through with that demand, or I wouldn't even call it a demand, that that request or vision that you have for your future healing or your momentum or the, the betterment or functioning of yourself, right? If you keep showing up to that quote unquote meeting with the selves and future selves like, hey, um, remember three months ago that you said you were going to work on the sleep stuff? Um, like, I heard you really excited, but like, what was, like, what actually changed? Like, what did you do that, like, served me? Like, Mm -hmm. 
my, your future self? Like, what did you do in your current experience to change that? Right. And current self might be like, and here's the thing, guys, I'm going to tell, say this with as much empathy because I have lived this. I'm still struggling with this. Okay. There is every reason. There is every reason to genuinely not prioritize like certain things. Okay. And so this is where that radical self-honesty comes in. Okay. Because you can sit there and say, there's a million reasons. Oh, you know what? Like, I don't know. Like there was that, you know, we went on a few trips, like I stayed up late. I get it. My sleeping got off, you know, and then I was kind of, you know, I've been kind of stressed out. So I've been scrolling at night. Like you get it right. Like, you know, we're stressed out. We got to kind of chill out too. Right. And eventually though, it's like, okay, like I understand, but like, we're suffering. Like we're not sleeping well. Like we're really, really struggling with our functioning. Right. So like, when you told me you were really excited about like improving our sleep, like, and then there was no actual tangible steps that you took, even in small ways, like even in little ways, like trying to get upstairs like earlier or something, like, I don't trust you. And it's like, this is what I mean by self-trust guys. This is what I'm talking about. All right. Here is a clip from episode seven date yourself. If you're always prioritizing everything and everyone else, weirdly, what I think the brain does is it like creates this messaging and does it in reverse as well to where it tells you your needs are someone else's responsibility, Mm. right? Because if you're making everyone else's needs, your responsibility, then your brain's going to go, okay, well then I guess my needs are someone else's responsibility. So you put it on your partner, you put it on your parents or your kids or whoever else to fix and heal and entertain and do all these things for you, because that's what you're doing for all of them. And when they don't do that, where they fall short, it builds this resentment and it builds this confusion and all of this, like, and it's so entangled. And then it's, it's a mess and everyone's a mess because no one can really fully be for you, what you're supposed to be being for yourself and vice versa. You'll never be for someone else, what they are meant to be for themselves. All right. And my last clip, one of my favorites, this is from the episode of the healing stages, which is episode 12. And this is a great reminder for you when you are doing your trauma work. So enjoy. I, it's hard to kind of, because I think people hear loss and they think negative, but loss is just like a shift of what was previously there. Right. So I look at like change is in theory loss, yeah, but it's more like, what am I losing with that change? I'm losing I'm losing that like familiarity, which many people will choose what's familiar over what's growth Mm -hmm. because familiar is more predictable and growth is unpredictable. Mm -hmm. It's very, very common in in healing journeys (laughs) that someone will be like, okay, well, I can actually predict what their response is going to be. So like, I'll just go along with whatever they want me to say um, because that's actually more familiar to me and I'm terrified of the alternative. Right. Okay. So that is definitely part of it. Mm. It's just that many people, if they just stop talking to application, it just sounds like this beautiful package. Like, Oh yeah, cool. We'll walk through all of these things of healing journey and then we're on the path to healing and everything's on the door. And I go, but genuinely 
when we are in the stage of application, there is the restart. There is the fear. I don't want you in my bathroom. There is the grief. There is the loss. There's the shifting. There's the change. And all of that stuff, it goes back to our first episode. All of that stuff can feel like a re-traumatization. And this is why so many people get scared because they, they get to that point where they're like, oh my God, I'm actually like panicking because I don't think I'm strong enough if this person leaves me after I lay the boundary, right? And they panic, right? And it's because they're panicking because there's this unknown part of this journey that you're scared what will happen is you actually implement the change. And that can feel like re-traumatization because many people feel as though if they have identified themselves, let's say as a mother or as this person's friend, or they identified as this workplace, I am a worker, right? And if they say, wait, if I leave this job, that's my, that's my identity. And I go, if that, if you're there, yes, shifting in that mind space will feel like a re-traumatization because there is this like adherence or this joining that occurred to that bond. And it's not as though it's kind of this Buddhist conceptualization of what is love without attachment. And I, and it it speaks to attachment, right? Can you get to that point? And it's like, it is not to say, right. We're not all or nothing here. It's not to say that you can't be bonded to things or care about things, but genuinely we do have to be weary when something becomes our complete immersed and intertwined identity. Because when we are trying to advocate for change, let's say I've been dating this guy for 10 years and I realize over the course of like, you know, the last couple of years, it's so harmful to my psyche. It's so incredibly unsafe. And I sit there and I go, maybe I have a kid with them. Maybe I have a business with them. Maybe my entire life is intertwined. And that became my identity, right? So now what are we asked to do? We are asking ourselves to do the definition of trauma, which is a severing of identity. Okay. So now we're going to choose the familiar over the unknown. I'm going to choose the known over the unknown. We're going to choose comfort over the dissonance, right? But then I tell people both things are uncomfortable. Both, both, are uncomfortable. States, both states are uncomfortable and one leads to change. One leads to growth. One leads to authenticity. Both are extremely hard and one leads to more authentic self. This next clip is from episode 18. Is it selfish to heal? Your personal healing is both about you and it's going to impact others. It literally is both. So yes, there is an element of inward focus to your self-healing, self-growth journey. Of course there is. There has to be. That's why it's called like self-growth and self-healing. And because you don't live in a bubble, you as that individual who is now changing and changed is going to interact with the people in your life in a new way now. And you can't change the other people around you. You can't force the other people around you to do a certain thing or say a certain thing. But you can be honest with them about who you are and the change that you went through. So that way they have full informed consent about how they interact with you. Okay? 
So that's what this is coming to. That's why we provide clarity. So that way our relationships can be as authentic and honest as possible. We hope you enjoyed our favorites. We're back. Yes. Um, hope you enjoy that little cl those collection of clips. And just in general, uh, we want to end off the year here. This is our final episode and we cannot end it without saying just the world's greatest, largest, massive thank you to all of our listeners for listening, for sharing, for reviewing, for being on this journey with us. This podcast has been, it's kind of taken on a life of its own. When, when it first started, we didn't 100% know where it was going to go. And here it is just chugging along and doing what it's doing. Yeah. And we are so, so thankful for all of you guys for listening to our 1603 minutes of content plus at this point <laughs> uh, that we've made this year for y'all. Yeah, we we know that this podcast would not exist without you guys showing up. And I have heard so many cool things we have gotten so many cool like messages and like even people coming up to us in person and saying, Hey, I just started listening. I mean, that is, that is what this is about. Right. Cause in theory, it's just two, two women sitting in front of their computer screens, just like talking about life. But like really what it's about is like creating a room in your brain to just process and understand new things. And we really just wanted this podcast to be a place for safety. Like you're safe to put that in a room. You're safe to just process some of this stuff. Um, and like we've always said, like we encourage you guys to be doing the work through therapy and then also some of your own growth. But we hope that this podcast just be a small little morsel of your journey to growth. And we just really appreciate you guys. So to next year. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you so much, y'all, for tuning in. If anything we said resonated, please subscribe and leave a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. This absolutely helps us grow, and we really do value your voice on this podcast. So if you have anything you'd like to contribute, any tips, any topics, or if you just want to say hi, you can email us at unlearned at recollectedself.com. You can find us on Instagram at the unlearned podcast or our individual Instagrams at recollectedself and CAs is at embracing divergence. You can also find us over on TikTok under those handles. If you want to join our Patreon for $5 a month, you can be our Coffee Fiend Club member. And that's going to give you access to our podcast within a podcast, which is called Unhinged. This is basically where we let loose completely unedited. We are literally just shooting the breeze, having fun. You can see our full personalities and it is a blast. Honestly, it's pretty fun. So if you want to join us, you can find that at patreon.com slash unlearned. And that's it. The last thing I want to tell you is I want you to be brave enough to fight for the person you want to become. And this is how we do the work.